Excuse everyone. You're obviously confused in the rattle. His bowels aren't going to disem themselves, and you're listening to Slurmcast, a podcast for no raisin. Today we'll be discussing Season 10, Episode 3, T the Terrestrial. My name is Michelle Burlingame. Not with me are Tommy Roulette. How's it going? Pete Woodward. That's me. And our guest today, Bill Squire. Hey, thanks for having uh, me back. Hey. How long has this podcast it- been going? A long like time. Three years. Several years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, well, I think June is the anniversary of when we started. So it's, it's either three or four years, but as we've been talking about the last couple episodes, the finish line is right in front of us. And we're all just like, you know, we're, we're waiting for that big glass of water and the cheeseburger at the end now, like just get, get, get done. <laughs> make it, we can make it. We can do this. If we have nothing else, if not longevity. We're doing it. We're gonna make sure it's all every episode. We're not gonna stop. I, I'm, it's impressive. I uh, I'm I'm happy for you guys and um I'm, thanks. It's it's an honor to be in the last season with you guys and, and be a part of it. And, and the, the fact that you guys have made it this far is pretty impressive because most people these days I feel like give up on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like rule of law and democracy and. <laughs> <laughs> like those kinds of things yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's been an interesting road for sure but um we we definitely as we started getting towards these last episodes like we got to get back the people that have been on a lot that we like having on and you know so that's like you were at the top of that list it's just been it's been a long haul, man. I, we, with the part that you missed over like the last 30 or so episodes or whatever, since you'd been on is like, for us to schedule things just became a, a total nightmare. Like the, the pandemic has been good for this show because we're actually all home and could do it over the, the internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not having stand-up shows is one thing, but like I started a new podcast called The Bill Squire Show and it's been taking up all my time. I built like a home studio and I like in just contact i'm like hey whenever you're free because as long as i'm not on the radio i'm free i can do it ever so like i'm having guests on like whenever i can and it's uh it's been one of those things where like yeah there's things i miss but you know having i'm kind of a homebody especially with uh everything that like i've done for myself in the past year i bought a condo for the lake view and stuff like that so i like i like where i'm at in life and i like to be home yeah yeah was, well before you guys got on i was talking to michelle we just put sunshades on my front porch which used to be like unbearable in the summer because as the sun was going down it would just bake and be like 90 degrees all night long and now you could actually sit there and like as the sun's setting for six hours and just like chill on the porch like okay well there's it's gonna be a lot of porch drinking this summer and just relaxing because it's it's beautiful and I don't even like being outside. As long as I just don't have to be in the sun, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I have a love-hate relationship with outside because there's parts of it that I really enjoy, but I, I have a lot of allergies. I am allergic yeah. to my own sweat. Allergies. Yeah, so if I, get, if I get sweaty, I, like, break out all over the place. Fuck. Like, I have to, like, immediately shower after I get sweaty, which is nearly impossible because I get sweaty in the shower. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's not a lot I can do about it, so... I just have to uh, 
always have like tough acting, ten acting the rub all over my pits. <laughs> Get some some terry cloth. Like I, I'm surprised that they haven't really made a comeback. Like the the terry cloth headbands and wristbands and stuff. I literally have one of those because I started playing tennis with my girlfriend, and I have one of those for when I play because I don't want my face to break out like that. Right. You, you got to keep that shit at bay. Like I, if I had that issue. Not, not the issue of not, of, of like, I sweat a lot, but if I was allergic to my own sweat, then it would become, yeah, I, I'd be the elephant man at that point. There's no way to control it. Um, I was super surprised that it was actually sort of fitting that this was an episode that you were coming on to because they, there was a goddamn Jumbotron cartoon for the first time in like 50 <laughs> episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think it was one that was from, it's it's been on before, isn't it? it? Was like dancing skeletons or some shit. Yeah, I don't think there are any new ones that weren't already jumbotron cartoons. We're just like this is gonna be this is gonna be a short episode. We can pad another five seconds in at the beginning. Probably. Yeah, it was a uh, what a night was the name of the cartoon on this one. Wad. What like what? But what? What a night like W O T what what? Okay. I, okay. uh, it was from Tom and Jerry, I guess. So probably racist, but still funny. Yeah, 1931, RKO Radio. Oh, what if Orson Welles was involved in that? Did he do any cartoon um, voiceovers besides the Transformers? Not sure. I mean, th- it did feature blackface quartet of skeletons singing a song, so... Yes, it did. Totally racist. <laughs> yeah, well, you uh, know, the, the Jumbotron is on brand. Jesus. There um, was, there's also lyrics uh, or lines shit. from it. Never. <laughs> Long white robe and starry crown. So, it definitely racist. Oh, dear. Um, Sorry, my I, neighbor's I, alarm was just going off. I don't know if anybody else can hear that. <laughs> Someone from Two Bucks came out and stumbled into it or something. Yeah, I remember when my street was quiet because of the quarantine. Not mm. anymore. <laughs> no. I I started getting excited when the immediately they got to like the Omicronians. Because yes. it, it just... There's something comfortable about them arguing and bickering like the honeymooners. Oh, they're, they're so funny. And then I love, uh, what's the main erg? erg? Uh, 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 Lur. Lur? Lur. Yeah, Lur. Yeah, he's he just loves garbage television. <laughs> garbage television. And the whole Finder Outer parody at the beginning is <laughs> honestly, <laughs> one of my favorite things because it's one of those procedurals and that like he's so sucked into it it makes me laugh because it's one of those shows where you don't need to see every episode every episode is basically the same as the last episode yeah but they'll like give those characters like a little bit of personality that will like be a carry through through each you know through the whole season you'll basically get one small arc that is stretched over 25 episodes so you're chasing after this uh you know it's, it reminds me of the blacklist where they're yeah. like okay we got a you know, we got to catch the cake maker or whatever they call the guy each week. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, it's the cabin filter. I don't know. Like, there's all these generic people that don't really play into the story, but then there's like an overarching story that they move move forward like three minutes at a time. 
Right. And if they combined them all in a season, it wouldn't even be enough to fill a full episode. It would be exactly. like a half-ass mm-hmm. beat plot. That, but see, that that became the thing. Like that's how you know basically what Law and Order was forever and ever. And then then they started trying to adapt it into having like arcs and things. But the reruns were still all playing out of order, so it just got like Super completely confused. disorienting. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things where they don't need the arcs for those shows, like one of the beauties of law and order is that you could watch any episode and like parachute in and be like, okay, this is what we're doing. I know enough about the detectives. I know, you know, how they're going to, their personalities. I know the prosecutors and everything like that. I just want the case stuff. The personal stuff is very strange. Like I remember there was an episode where Chris Maloney. Did he lose his shit? Did he almost go over the edge? he, (laughs) He just put himself in solitary confinement for, like 72 hours and that was the episode because they're they were trying to make a point about solitary confinement being like super cruel and like how terrible it is and yeah. so like and i think it was him trying to flex his acting chops where he's like look at how maddened i am by being in solitary confinement for this long and i'm like yeah but th- i'm watching the show to see who, who the murderers are yeah, I I mean, like, I would rather watch him exercise his acting chops as the guy from Wet Hot American Summer that talks to the suit. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and, and I don't know if you guys have watched Happy. Like, I'm still not up on the second season or anything, but that that show with him is like the fucked up detective who sees the magic unicorn. Yeah. With Pat Oswald as the voice. Yeah, yeah. I've seen episodes of that. I haven't actually watched it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't it. seen it yet. There's it's so many. it's super dark, but it's funny. Um, I, I, yeah, I just, I've, I've been, I'm trying to get more balance because sometimes I just need like palate cleansers. Like it's been a lot of Angie Tribeca and then, um, we've been watching the, what we do in the shadows, but then I don't know if you've ever seen Toast of London, which was a show that Matthew Berry did. It's, (laughs) I mean, it is just completely ridiculous. Like it's a Mm -hmm. full on British farce, but it's super crass. And and just like like stupid, and he's this washed up like like London stage actor, who's just got this super inflated ego. It's it's almost now that I think about it, it's almost like an Eastbound and Down kind of thing where you have this just like disgraced washed up guy who has none of has absorbed none of that and has no self awareness about it, and is just like still. Who's his son? Matthew Berry who does um, Laszlo on What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, and he, yeah, he was yeah. on the, the IT crowd and- yeah. Mighty Boosh, he was on- uh, uh, Gar- Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. He was, he was the goth guy in that, is that correct? In yeah. IT crowd, yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's um, Noel Fielding. No, he was like the- uh, This is the goth guy from oh, no, the IT he crowd, was but he was the boss. He's the yeah. boss, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh yeah, he's fucking funny. Uh, it's it's good. I I just like the even the whole exchange of him looking and being pissed off that there's nothing good on TV. He can't you know can't find his hot in Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> and and then his son is just like, can you help me with my my Boy Scout stuff? He's like, no, I'm busy watching TV. Like he says, NBC needs me needs my love more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so there was like. There were a bunch of things in this that really hit close to home for me. Parental neglect being, you know, one of them. But uh, 
Meaning you, not that you currently <coughs> give parental neglect. I mean, but in a really cool way. My dad was less so. You know, he had things to do. Oh, okay. Not but, yeah, I mean, I, I was raised by television, so I, I get it too. For sure. Um, but I was like the opposite, like where my dad would want me to do things, want me to do Boy Scouts. I'd be like, ah, dad, I got to watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air so you can fuck yeah. off. Obviously, Look, I didn't say the, that, but you know. The Edison twins is on. I can't go out tonight. Like there's there's something happening. Um when he goes to Earth to to take over and that that scene is at, at the really front door fun. of the White House. The front door mm-hmm. of the White House and there's Agnew and uh just that that whole interaction is very, very funny. But that I've lived that so many times because I I went to Catholic school. Is that and so ev- it? okay now. Take me yes. to your leader. All that. <laughs> Four times a year, he goes sell this shit door to door. Even though on your street and in your neighborhood, there's 14 kids that go to the same school, go door to door. The first kid to get to those neighbors is the first one to get told no. Yep. You know, like <laughs> it's just raffle tickets and chocolates and popcorn. And like, I don't, I don't want to talk to adults. I had to do that for football. We had to sell like candy bars. And I sold them all. And then the day that like, we were supposed to turn everything in, like, passed. And so I just took the money and went to the mall, <laughs> bought stuff. And then, Ooh. like, when I – my mom was like, where'd you get money for Legos? And I was like, uh – and she's like, did you get candy bar money? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you got to take that back. You're supposed to get that candy bar money in. I'm like, well, it's already – you know, we already ate all the candy bars. And we really, you know, pay for all of them. So, basically, my mom had to buy a case of candy bars. And then, uh-huh. like, you know – uh, just to like supplement what I spent on that. I mean, we we got we got the money back, but we still like we weren't keeping accurate records. Right. No, because it's just usually it's kids that are in charge of it, yeah. and they don't they don't give a fuck. I mean, not only for candy, you had to do that to people in foreign countries with Mormonism. Oh yeah. So yeah. like, it's, I mean, take it up a couple of notches. That's like, like even more stuff. so. Yeah, candy's easy. Um, Golden. Golden tablets and weird underwear, maybe less so. Eternal salvation is what you're selling. You know, I mean, you gotta, you know, tomato, tomato. That, that it's it's like a pyramid scheme. You're you're getting them. You're buying into the top, but you're at the bottom. You know, holding it up. See, yeah. I'd be interested in skull arrangement. That yeah, but like that's for girl scouts. <laughs> 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 In like, fact, my house is decorated with various animal skulls, so like it kind of is skull arrangement. And I mean, the, it you got various. Wife, though, so it was the Girl Scouts. Various animal skulls, both with and without their skin. Right. <laughs> um, How do you think I get them, Pete? What, well, there was uh, bone whittling, and then patricide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was great. I, did you guys ever do scouts? I I was no. in a no. I'm an Eagle Scout, so I had to sell popcorn. Oh I, shit! I like that was a requirement in our family that if you that wanted driver's license, you had to get your Eagle Scout. So I was very gung ho just because I wanted my driver's license. Had yeah, with any enthusiasm for scouts, I hated the scouts. I didn't like anybody that was in the scouts, but I did it because I wanted my driver's license. So, so you I went- just. Did from cub to boy to eagle. Yeah. Well, cub, there's cub scouts and there's eagle scouts and then uh the or there's cub scout and there's uh boy scouts, but the highest rank in eagle scout 
or the highest rank in Boy Scouts is Eagle Scout. Okay, so yeah, yeah. There's like the different levels, and you work your way up to Eagle Scout, and I got to that level just so I could get my driver's license. That's uh, that's nuts. Like I I had uh, I got to the point where I would have become a Boy Scout, and then they just quit doing it at my school. Mm-hmm. So I went through Cubs and Weeblos. And then they're just like, yeah, we're just, it's just not here anymore. We're, nobody wants to do it. So, all right, we're done. Mm-hmm. And that was that. Like, I certainly didn't care about it enough to try and travel to like somewhere else to do it. Like, yeah, think, was- thinking back now, I would love to, I would go back in time and do it because it sounds like cool stuff, like learning how to survive. The, well, and they don't the let time you. time where it gets ingrained in your brain. But they don't let you smoke pot in the woods in Boy Scouts, Tom. I mean, also, no, it's not, they don't, but you're not learning this stuff from bear grills. Yeah. You're learning it from like pasty chubby dudes that want to work with kids. <laughs> so like it's not yeah. it's not the fun thing. Like there were there were like a few that were like outdoorsmen and, and that was cool. And there were some cool activities that we did, but it's also one of those things where the the people that you're surrounded by are not the funnest either like I, I was I didn't like it because I was one I mentioned earlier like being outside is hard for me because I have allergies and uh if I sweat I get all gross and so I, I didn't like that aspect of it and then you also just had like the nerdiest kids in your school were the ones that were in scouts and I was in it against my will everybody else was like yeah I wanted to do scouts and you're like oh I don't mm. like whole hog gung-ho yeah. 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 I, I mean, that scoutmaster thing is basically like priests with knives. Like, it's, it's, we're going to leave my children unattended with a questionable adult and yeah. they're armed. Uh, I have a bit about it in my stand up where I said, like, uh, I, I'm an Eagle Scout. I learned how to do all sorts of man stuff that people don't think I know how to do. Like, I learned how to tie a knot because I was a Boy Scout. I learned how to survive in the wilderness because I was a Boy Scout. I learned how to, testify in open court because I was a boy scout. <laughs> you don't get a merit badge for that one. No, you should. You know, like you civic duty or something. Yeah. I think if you're uh, a boy scout, you should just get uh like patches and stuff for the rest of your life. Anything you do. Yeah. You just they mail you patches. You should get like a TV mounting badge. <laughs> I woke up before nine o'clock on a weekend badge. Yeah. Did um I cut myself off merit badge? I was right. like, you know what? It's a, it's a work night. I'm gonna stop drinking uh, at 10:30. Good for me. What? That's crazy. Um, I, what merit badge to get? I really, really liked the. There was about a half dozen Zoidberg one-offs in this that were just quick little non sequitur jokes, and they were they were so good. Um, I mean, because they always are with Zoidberg, but just mm-hmm. like. When the professor is having his arthritis attack because he ran out of his good news herbs and, <laughs> and he starts talking about looking like a desiccated monkey skeleton and Zoidberg being like, I saw those in the great monkey desert. Like, just <laughs> no, not related to anything. It just makes me want to go to some place called the great monkey desert. Like that, that sounds rad. Whether it's full of dead monkeys or live ones. Yeah, I like that whole... Uh... Side story in or the, the Zoidberg things, but I also like the the uh, in it for jumping ahead a little bit, but just Fry or Zoid, I'm sorry, Bender keeping Fry 
keeping a secret and like, oh, Fry's here doing all that stuff like that. The, all the hoops he was jumping through for that were great. Right. Yeah. Just, oh, he's, uh, he's using that one message. He's, he took that, that he took that one package. He's out, he's out on a delivery one while everyone else is there and the ship's still there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, well, go for it, Tom. I mean, the whole thing with, uh, the sacred weed of Omicron was great. The, the Omicronic. Su- <laughs> the sweet yeah. joke of Oka Coke. And of Which course, is, Hermes is way interested. I, well, yeah, but that just makes me wonder, like, why didn't Hermes know about this at some point in the previous 10 years? I mean, if the right. professor is taking this every day, you know. Also, I mean, Omicron Percy I-8 is not an unknown world. Like, why didn't they realize that that stuff was there? And why well, I, I, was that, like, that should have been, like, an export of that <laughs> planet. Well, where, where, so where was it coming from aside from Omicron? What? The, the weed. I mean, that was just happened to be probably a strain, the Omicronic. Wasn't yeah, necessarily the only weed. That was that was the Maui Waui and not the Thai stick, not yeah. the purple haze. Gotcha. Yeah. It was the Omicronic, not the uh, Skywalker. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the the whole exchange though between Jur and Northern Nixon. Lights Indica. <laughs> Are you just gonna keep naming <laughs> off weed strains now? <laughs> gonna you're gonna be like christopher guest and best in show talking about nuts but it's just gonna be weed strains you got you got northern act indica you got maui Wowie, or it's it's really between him and bubba from uh forrest gump forrest gump mm-hmm. which i mean more power to him if you can remember that many things about anything now that's good uh completely as an aside it's best something of show R.I.P. Fred Willard. Yeah, no yeah. shit. That was that was a huge bummer. And how disgraceful that his last show was uh, Space Force. I like Space Force. I liked it. Uh, I, I haven't watched it yet. It is not uh, great. It's not great, like, but it is. It's okay. I, I mean, if from Greg Daniels. If it was, if it was, his last show was the episode of I think you should leave. Uh, yeah. uh, with the with the or the the baseball player organ in the church at the funeral, the like funeral, yeah, that's pretty wonderful too. Um, it's he's, I mean, maybe Ruben Rabasa could just be the new Fred Willard. Like There's also the, a good chance that Fred Willard's in like eight more movies. Uh, we're already in the can because the dude would work. Yeah. Yeah, that Midwestern Ohio uh, work ethic mm-hmm. is just how you get to 120 some episodes of a podcast just by not knowing when to stop. True, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure when you're, you start your next podcast and Chapman only has two seasons, so. <laughs> so far, it only has two. Yeah, I thought they said they were parts, not yeah. not seasons. Yeah. Um, you, you know, when they did the 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 look around at Washington and they had the Jefferson's monument. Like I'm all for that at this point, I'd love to see a monument to Sherman Helmsley. Like that would be fantastic, especially if it was life size and it was only like four feet tall, you know, but just, just to get that, like, like going back and revisiting that stuff, 
just replacing all the old uh, racist monuments with new. <laughs> yeah. Monuments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, most of those monuments are a huge bummer, man. Like replace it with something fun. Why, why do I got to look at all the dead people in Vietnam? What could possibly be learned from that? And also we can get to a point soon where they can be hologram monuments where you can just change them. You can have rotating monuments. Like you can make this big giant uh, uh, structure and they can be a monument to anybody on any given day, which I think uh, is the way to go in the future. You could do that like like they do at Mally's with the birthday sign. It's yeah. just like, hey, it's it's Joe Schmo's birthday. Here's yeah, the monument, monument to Joe today. Schmo. <laughs> hey, you pay, you know, this amount of money and you get to be on the monument for a day. Um but when when jerk kills but yeah, but then we're gonna get uh like Quig and Loans presents the uh Ted Listen, we're gonna get that monument. <laughs> we're gonna have that anyway. We're gonna have that anyway. There's, yeah. Not, this country has just gone in the stimulus package was a trillion dollars worth of debt that we're we're never gonna get out of. So the only way out of the debt is to start selling our monuments to uh giant corporations. So uh, yeah, I, mean, I feel like it's the least harmful way to do anything. Let mm -hmm. them advertise everywhere. What do bill billboards don't hurt anybody? Uh, it's not even gonna be. It's gonna just be like AT and T presents Lincoln <laughs> Memorial. <laughs> I, I don't. You would probably I don't get think really you're good wrong. Uh, phone reception there, the cell phone reception at the Lincoln Memorial. Four bars in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, the 5G, it's the 5G that's causing the coronavirus, too. So uh, sure. hopefully hopefully your phone doesn't pull that in. Um, God, I now have to edit that out, Pete. I know, right? Uh, I can get out of here before I get my expletives deleted if you want. <laughs> that, was, that whole exchange with Nixon was wonderful. But then Z Agnew got zapped out bad and, and, and nixon declared his his embargo and lure is just super pissed because like all of the shows he's looking for are just gone and he, he named hot in cleveland but didn't he name a couple other ones he's like there's I don't no remember. more i just Dang. remember hot in cleveland Dang. i never watched that with i mean i did it was okay i mean it's it's like a it's like golden girls but uh with valerie bertinelli and uh, what's her name? The English chick from Frasier. Frasier. I'm blanking on that actress's name. Uh, starts with a D. I want to say. Mm -hmm. I wasn't that. The, wasn't that the character name? Daphne. Daphne. Oh, maybe yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that was one of those Nick and Knight ones where it's like we we made a reasonably good sitcom. Also. Yeah. Jane yeah. Oh, shit. Was it was it Jane Leaves or it was Daphne, right? Jane Leaves. Yeah, Jane yeah. Leaves. That's her. Wasn't the chick from? Uh, and then Wendy Malick, she was in it. Yes, from that, Just Shoot that, Me. Yeah, from Just mm -hmm. Shoot Me. I was just saying that, which just came on Hulu apparently. Oh. David Spade mentioned that on in like one of his Instagram things, and I love that. I show. liked that show. A I love that. That show. was fun. Just Shoot Me is a very good show. It's I like got fucking Who? Keith Mars from Veronica Mars. Who's uh the the daughter of the that guy just passed away, I think, the the boss. George Siegel? Yeah. I 
Did he, he pass away? No, maybe not him. I was thinking of somebody. No, else. Elliot Gould. It's not George Siegel. And they make jokes in the show and they get confused. It's Elliot no. Gould. No, it's Elliot Gould might be on it, but on Just Shoot Me. Is it George Segal or is it Elliot Gould? Because they make that joke all the time on that show. I remember that because you always yeah, it's get George Siegel. confused. It's George Segal. Okay. But uh, Maya Gallo. Ooh. Uh, oh, yeah. Laura San, Laura San Giacomo. Yeah. She uh-huh. was and uh, what was that? She was in that uh, stand, the, the made-for-TV stand movie. Yeah. Yes. And at some point, like, she's just in a bra and is, like, a young, uh, like, 10-year-old Bill watched that and was like, Whoa, wow. That was that was very that was a very uh, big moment for uh, a young Bill Squire. Well, he's not dead. George Siegel's not dead. He's not on dead. he's on the Goldbergs. Yes, that's yes. right. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, still <laughs> he's still alive. alive. <laughs> I thought there was someone I, that died from that show recently, but maybe it was somebody else. Um a lot of people have been dying. Laura Sangiacomo was in uh no, that was Linda Fiorentino. <laughs> the uh from dogma i don't know they, they <laughs> oh, yeah. you know they both start with an l they both have a lot of vowels it's fine and um, very similar eyebrows uh, yeah right <laughs> i mean they, they dylan, were... dylan mcdermott dermot mulrooney we don't know yeah <laughs> one one of them jerked off while crying on american horror story and the other one didn't but damned if i could figure out which one's which um the 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 Gary Indiana bashing that happens when they <laughs> when they get onto the mission to go to Omicron. Like, what, have any of you had any experience in Gary? Because honestly, having driven through it a, a relatively high number of times, everything they say is accurate. Yes, like it's the only place in Indiana I've ever been. Is no, really. Gary, Gary, <laughs> Indiana. I I got and barbecue. Like, <laughs> What? I, I worked know? at I worked at a comedy club near Gary, Indiana. It was like right on the border of Gary, and so the only place that had barbecue around there, me and the other comic wanted some barbecue. We went to Gary, Indiana, and it was good. So that's m- really my only experience in Gary, Indiana. And being that close to like smoking meat, it would cover the smell of burning rubber too. Yes, exactly. Because it it rolls in like no joke about thirty miles out of Chicago, and you're just like what is that stink? And it's just like, mm. it's, it's Gary. And that's after driving through cow fields mm. for, you know, two hours across Indiana and then getting that. It's just like, fuck, this is bad. I was um, like in eighth grade when I went to, and it, I why? Like, was, it were was you one like, of the, I, I went with a friend and his family to visit a, like their family out there. Was it Michael Jackson? No, it wasn't. But I had happened to do a report in school in like seventh grade on Indiana and I had talked how about Michael Jackson Michael Jackson was from there. Larry Bird was from there. Their most their <laughs> most <laughs> famous export. Larry Larry Bird's from French Lick, Indiana. Yes. I've, Just I've Indiana seen... in general. I, yeah. I remember that. David Letterman? Yeah him. Yeah. I Oh yeah I, yeah. I mean I, I had to spend some time there. Better. Last year, I was working there for a few weeks, just like in and out, and it was uh, it was an experience. Just not 
not good and not overwhelmingly horrible, but definitely sort of like, oh, there's just literally nothing happening here. So I'll just stay at this industrial park and uh, call in some Uber Eats or something. It was also yeah. my first time ever out of uh, like our time zone. Barely. Because Gary, you no, know, it's like, because Indiana like just like curves into the time zone and Gary, Indiana is in central time zone. There's, a, there's so parts like, of Indiana that are not in the same time zone as other parts of Indiana. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. But like, I remember you know, being, that was the first time ever I was like, like I think behind an hour than what I used to be. It's exciting. No, it isn't. No, I think I think that's exciting. <laughs> you go to a different time zone. You're tight. You're time traveling, literally. Yeah. And you know, to to be fair, I mean, there's parts of Indiana, just as there are parts of Ohio that are several years behind the times, mm-hmm. based on the shit that's going on now. Like it's just, you know, be happy. It's just an hour instead of like, oh, you've rolled this straight back to like prohibition, and you can't buy booze on Sunday because of blue laws. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, just the, the ridiculous, but they, uh, with speaking of embargoes, yeah, with the, <laughs> with, with the embargo, when the professor sends them all the Omicron to, to just kind of pull this stuff up and Hermes isn't enjoying the mission and running it. Um, the fact that they just spray painted like Omicronian cargo or ship on the side of the thing with the mm-hmm. spray painters. And Brannigan, of course, is like, let him through, whatever. But oh, uh, that's where I live. Oh, that's, <laughs> yep, that's where I live. <laughs> they, uh, they, they just, um, when they break up into the groups and Hermes is pairing people off, this was the other Zoidberg line where he like he gets Leela and Amy and Fry and Bender. And he's <laughs> like, okay, and Zoidberg and screw it again, my friend. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> It was the the joy, like the joy that comes out of Zoidberg's mouth when he gets to do stuff like that. Because he, he, I mean, he genuinely likes Hermes, mm-hmm. even though Hermes despises him. It's it's really a good thing. He really leans into it too. It's it's yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. So right after this, we have another really great line from this episode, which uh, was Leela saying, "Hey Bender, you better check your ass. I think it's leaking enchantment." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's happened to me before. It's, uh... Bender's ass is glowing uh, because of his electric field activating bioluminescence of herbs, or something like that. Like, yeah, so- that sounds plausible. Um, another one of those things that I learned about from this show, like bioluminescence, like I didn't necessarily, like I had heard of it, but like, it's one of those things that like sticks with you because, uh, you know, what on a show and go, Oh, why do I know what that is? Oh, it's because I watch cartoons. I, I learned tons of stuff from cartoons. Yeah. Like if you're a dog, you don't have to wear pants or if you're a pig, you don't have to wear pants. Like, well, like real things, like, <laughs> where, like someone will mention something and because I watched like Simpsons and Futurama so much as a kid that I'm like, oh, yeah, I actually know a little bit about what, like, enough to fake my way through a conversation of something that normally I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I mean, it, it's the broad base. Like, it'll it'll definitely give you that, uh, that, that exposure to all kinds of things. And, and it's not like it's bad. It's good to get that exposure. It almost, 
something that would make you think and try and have new ideas or at least well, expose you to them. For I me, it's like part- Wiki- it- Wikipedia should be uh, their slogan should be the best way to fake through a conversation. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so like that, that idea that you can uh, hear something and be like, Oh yeah, I know enough about this to, to kind of, just as long as I'm not leading the conversation, I can throw in here and there. Like, you know, uh, if someone, you don't know a lot about sports and you hang out with someone that does know you go, okay, I, I have enough to throw in with a new conversation, but that's kind of how, uh, you know, Futurama and the Simpsons have been for me, like educating someone be like Walt Whitman, like, Oh yeah, Walt Whitman. But in my head, I'm going, I'm kicking a tombstone, like Homer going, Walt freaking Whitman. <laughs> 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 But I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just lead with that. It'll take it somewhere interesting. You know, it'll it'll come there. Um, I yeah. So I, but all of this curiosity too, because then you want to know. Like, I don't like missing the joke. So when I th- feel like something something's a joke or a reference that I don't understand, it made me want to look things up and understand what the reference was uh, was to. It's oh, yeah, like uh, like. Rather than just being like, I don't know it. It must be stupid. It should burn, burn it. Yeah, exactly. Where you go, I don't like. I trust the all the other jokes on The Simpsons and the in Futurama. Why would I think that this one wasn't worth finding out about? So yeah, right. curiosity because of uh, shows like that that were over my head, and then I, you know, it made me want to uh, kind of raise my level a little bit. That, that you could you can to- grow into it. Back to the Simpsons, though, that reminded me of the uh, uh, the Homer on Strike episode, where he imagines uh, he's supposed to imagine somebody, and it's a different person that looks like him. It's like a singer. I can't remember now. God damn it, Michelle, nothing. You don't remember that episode? No, oh, I don't remember it. that one. It's like I I think he's supposed to. Che Guerrero or something like that, but then it's supposed to be. Never mind. Never mind. It's the no, one where he's the the leader of the. Uh, it's the one the, where the, the uh, Springfield spike. Adams are going to be, or the baseball team's going to be moved to a different. Oh no, yeah, no, no, no. Okay. and he imagines that. somebody like historical, but he imagines them as the same, like same last name as a pop culture person. Uh, and he's like, oh, I didn't realize you looked like that. No, you're imagining me like this. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody um, listening to this, email us and let me know which who I'm talking about. I remember like, that episode now, but I can't remember who it was. I mean, they're just, they basically just get down and start raiding all of this free weed and put them into the dime bags that, that Hermes gives them to fill it up. So it's like, okay, fine. But then the, the point where it starts turning into ET. Like I assumed this was coming from the name of the episode. And I'm surprised mm-hmm. how many of the scenes were actually like pretty literal copies of the ones that happened in ET. Like when the cars stop coming with the cops to find what like the Raiders or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, so Fred Reese's feces. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that had me on the floor. Like that was really, really good. Um, no turd eater. Yeah. yeah. You're eating my. What about this candy you're giving me? You're feces, my turds. Feces. And and then like just all the stuff where he finds him in the shed, and he you know he comes out. He he 
does the whole ET scaring Elliot thing with Jerv, but he's like, do you speak English? English? <laughs> like, just, it was really, it was, it's just a beautiful moment of Fry being stupid. And honestly, we don't see them very often anymore. Well, then uh, Jer says, you, mu you must be hungry. Come inside, I'll feed you. And Fry goes, okay, but I'm kind of picky. Where he's been like eating turds <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the whole time. Ah, it, I mean, that we, we can get back to that because it does come up a few more times. But mm -hmm. like when it switches back to the Planet Express office and Bell Bender's reading Cigar Jerk magazine, <laughs> like... Have, have you ever seen or read an issue of Cigar Aficionado? No. It's, I mean, and, and it's it's not like I would seek it out, but years ago when bookstores were a thing, I used to work at a Borders and would have to bring in the periodicals. So like, that would be one that would come in. And it was just like, dickhead magazine. Because it, it's just, I like cigars, but only ones that cost like $10,000 plus. Oh, no. Oh no, we've lost our cigar aficionado audience. <laughs> right. But but then it's it's just like I mean, and there's literally a magazine for everything, just like there's porn for everything. Like it's it's just and I get it. People people want to read up on the things that they're interested in, but it's like this magazine that's just micro focused on shitty things from shitty people. Not not that I guess like, you know, whatever celebrity gossip mag is focused on the kardashians is too like i find them equally distasteful but zoom background does speak to you that's and it speaks to us in a way that says uh cigar aficionado <laughs> right but i mean it's i i've been trying to find one that has a a, a, a movie of the dancing dwarf from twin peaks because it's just it's the red room from twin peaks yeah with the other place. So I just want to get a video of him like doing the weird dance in the back. Like why, I, that would be so rad. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually like a 3D model that someone made back there. Yeah, so uh, so you're the cigar aficionado of Twin Peaks, got it. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just, I have, I've got a new appreciation for it, having rewatched most of it recently, mm -hmm. but it's still just a lot of times David Lynch being David Lynch. Like I'll, I'll give it that where he's just like, I'm going to make something weird. You're going to like it. I told you about transcendental meditation. You know, it's fine, man. Do what you're going to do. More, more, uh, Cooper being strange. Um, I just, I didn't understand why, Bender uh, was so invested in just lying about where Fry was. He just not want to have to go get him, or he just didn't want to get caught for well, losing he, him. Yeah, he did. He was. They were buddies, and he didn't care. Like he literally just was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll let you know if we have to cheese it." Because Fry asked him if they yeah, if, if we have to cheese it, and he like pushed past everyone to get back on the ship. And then he realized that he had forgotten Fry and he didn't want to get in trouble. So he went through all of this to he made Fry look so good though. He he did better that better than anyone would have thought possible. Yeah. Um but that that line from the professor when he comes in with dude that herb you scored cleared up my arthritis and my glaucoma <laughs> was like, all right. Which again, why haven't we seen the professor smoking pot like 
any time in the last 10 years because that would maybe that's him and Hermes connection I think it's edibles and uh or maybe he's vaping it Mm. I just also love that glaucoma is like the go-to weed joke always well this was still that was like the first weed joke was glaucoma that's, that's because the first, it works. Well, it's, it's, it works, but it's also well, what got a bunch of old people to start being open to marijuana yeah, was yeah. They're like, oh, I can see that like they actually saw that it worked and they go, OK, well, I need, you know, I need marijuana for this very reason. I am the host now. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks, Michelle guys. dropped off. <laughs> she uh, she has computer trouble from time to time, so I'm sure she'll rejoin us shortly. Um, that's just, that's just what happens. Um, I'm going to go grab a beer. Okay. I'm just keeping recording because I'll edit it out afterwards. That'll work. We've gone past the 45 minutes, though, so. Yeah. Still good. Oh, man, the protest came down once yesterday. I They they came down Detroit, and we could hear them. Like, they, you know, and then the, everybody. Um... Oh, Michelle's messaging. Yeah, they just they kept they came down and you like we we just hung out on our porch all night last night and could hear like the shouting going on. It was very good. Like the Cleveland police completely were just in it escorting everything was good. Except after everyone left, there was a car that stopped and came out and was like just like talking to the people on our street. Yeah. And it backed up so much. And then there was a actual cop car with their sirens on trying to get through and they could not get through because it was just so backed up and like people were yelling and then it started flowing, but it was weird. It was very weird. Yeah. That's it's, it's a strange time, man. She said, "She said her internet went out, so okay. we can we can just keep rolling. She might join back on on her phone or or try to get on." Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess uh, the the message that Bender finds when when Leela comes to look for Fry at Robot Arms Apartments, and he finds the the outgoing cassette recorder, mm-hmm. which. I, I mean, I, I'm almost uh, obsessed with the fact that they still had one of those that functioned a thousand years in the future. But it like, from when Fry was a billionaire and he bought all that old, old. Uh, well, then it would still work, though. Yeah, well, I always think things like that have, uh, you know, there's also a market for retro things. So yes, yeah. But they uh, official tape deck thing. It just has all the functionality. It appears to have that functionality, but it's really just 
a digital recorder. <laughs> like like the NES Classic that I bought a couple months yeah. ago. <laughs> it's just, it's, oh, I can play Dr. Mario all the time now. Um, but the, uh, the message, uh, the outgoing message is just like, we, what did it say? We're not here right now. We're out getting drunk at the Olive Garden. <laughs> like, oh my God, everything about that sounded wonderful. And I know there was more to it, but it was just, it was so good. And then the way that he like, Olive you, when he like cut it up later on. Yeah. And it was, I mean, all of that hit me, especially because I've been having to make a bunch of instructional videos for work. Like I'm doing training videos for our customers. And so I'm working in Adobe Premiere and I'm, I'm like recording these voiceovers and trying to make them right. But I'm also just like, ah, fuck it, I, whatever. Like today I realized I said a word wrong and then spent 45 minutes trying to cut like half a syllable out of this dumb word. Rather than just that like, I was using. Well, because I recorded the voiceover like three days ago. Oh, okay. okay. So, I, you know, it would, then there, there would obviously be a difference in it. It's not like I'm recording in a studio where it's completely silent. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know, there's trains in the background and shit. But gotcha. it got it to work, man. It's, it's fun when that happens. What word was it? it? The word was refiling. And I said, for some reason, refriling. <laughs> <laughs> And I had to get that R out of it. And it was just, and it was, oh, fuck. I hear it. I want to hear the, the original. Hear, yeah. Well, I want to hear the original and I want to hear the edit to see how good of a job. How close did. they are. There, there was one that I did. Um, I, I don't even remember what it is now, but a couple weeks ago I was doing one and I just, I completely said this word like weird and knew that I did and just finished the, the section. I'm like, I don't even give a fuck. And then as I was adding it to, together, it was like, oh, fuck, that sounds really dumb. So I, I took the, like the same word was in another sentence a couple minutes before. So I just took that and like got them to line up and mm. and overdid it. But you know, how I, bad do I sound? You sound uh, like you sound like you on a phone right. and a Zoom call. It's all good. Let me all right, I don't know why it's not working. Uh, yeah. I, I'm connected to the internet. The internet's up, but my computer is not using the internet. I don't know why. Pete, let me give you a little advice. Uh, voiceover is like the opposite of measure twice, cut once. Uh, <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, just record a bunch of times, then you get to cut once. Right. And, and like, and all the takes you need. See, if I'm recording into um, like logic or if I'm doing that with music or like singing, mm -hmm. it's fine because the multi tracking thing is all built in. Like, Premiere's just not really, for me, geared that same way to do like take after take after take. Like, if, right. if I don't like the way it comes out, I'm deleting it and then putting the piece back in. Mm. Whatever, you know. You can't watch the videos anyway, man. It's proprietary. Oh. Yeah. Um, there was uh, there was this weird. Two other things happened in this section with with Leela trying to get fried. Them having a date at the adults only pancake house, <laughs> <laughs> which sounds fucking amazing. Whether that is like a pancake house slash porno theater or a nudie bar. Or just a pancake house where there's no damn kids. Yeah. 
you know? Just a less sticky, it's either a more sticky pancake house or a less sticky pancake house. Exactly. And and either way, I'm okay with it. Like, and, and I don't know if you've ever been to the original pancake house. I love it, but like- Oh, so good. It is. It's just, you get an omelet the size of your head. I had a bad experience because I got the corned beef hash there. And yeah. me something that looked like dog food. And I oh, went back and I was like, I don't, they're like, oh, a lot of people like this. I'm like, yeah, but I don't, I don't like it. Even if a lot of people like it, I don't like it because, uh, and actually it was probably higher quality corned beef than most corned beef hashes, but that's not what I want when I want corned beef hash. I want, you want a Hormel can. Yes, exactly. And I want it to yeah. be cooked to some sort of, you know, meat potato patty situation that's all crispy on the outside and gooey in the middle that I can put runny eggs over and right. uh, there's had you know actual meat and potatoes and i was like this is not i want dog food bring me the actual dog food. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i get it when the um you know like when i i will eat a fancy cheeseburger but sometimes i just want like two big bufords like i want <laughs> i want the bottom of the barrel <laughs> Yeah, they're only six. It's six dollars for two, Tom. I know. I don't. I don't think I could consume two though. Although I, I mean, you for forty-eight hours of diarrhea. I mean, that's that's good. I can give myself diarrhea for free. I with that, I at least to get to enjoy the part of it. Brag. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, the that's one of those things that gets me is like. I, I can tell you there's been inflation in the economy because two big Bufords used to be $4 mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And then it was five and they're like, all right, now it's six. And then sometimes it's just like, no, they're five bucks a piece. And you're like, fuck that. But I'm down. It's, it's a lot just, of Buford though. It, it is. And I, I won't even eat them all at once now. I'll get two of them and I'll put one in the fridge because it tastes good now. But that other one's gonna taste real good in a few hours after mm. a few more drinks too, mm. you know. Man, I'm really hungry, so we need to uh, get through this. <laughs> well, right. okay, yeah. So, so the other thing that happened in this weird little interlude was when Bender was playing with the answering machine, trying to get it to work, and it was fucking up. And then Scruffy out of nowhere is like, "The Melves are back again," and then grabs the big wooden mallet and just kind of walks off to go smash elves. Like, why haven't we seen that episode? Are they figments of his imagination or were there really elves invading? Cause that would have been awesome to see Scruff, like an episode of Scruffy versus the elves. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. I don't know if that, I don't think it ever comes up. I don't think it ever comes oh, That's, that's terrible. I, and then I guess like, all this stuff going on in Omicron is just basically like ET. Mm-hmm. They they fly on the bicycle, yeah. powered by love. <laughs> this planet has a moon. Can problem. you love me? Yeah, can you love me a little bit less? Yeah. So we can land. We, we need to land. <laughs> and they go find the electronic junk, which Fry thinks he'll be able to use to send a message. And he does by he spelling does. out <laughs> SOS <laughs> with all of the junk. Those are the letters Fry knows. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, when the uh bender is on the island and he tries to spell out for help but he he like spells out that whole thing because he's rock short it's like please not too much trouble but blah 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 or whatever but yeah i like when they're kind of having their last moments together 
and I think they're like saying like, I want to grow up together. And like, Fry's like, yeah, me too. Even though like Fry's, <laughs> you know, pushing 30 at this point and you know, right. or he's probably over 30 technically, but you know, in the, the show, he's, he's a full grown man. Yeah. <laughs> he gets along really well with a child. When I, I mean, you know, it's, it's all relative because you know, it's, that's why the vet wants to put him down. Like, I could, I could, you know, bring him back to health, but he's only going to live a measly 80 more years or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just uh it just got ridiculous the the um the part where bender's conscious gets him from seeing the sos message and coming out to to get him um you know i i think i feel like the episode wrapped itself up pretty quickly but there was still some good stuff in there um but what there oh god what was it the um there was something with Zoidberg, and I, I don't think I wrote it down. But when Lur finds Fry in the closet, and then is like, okay, well, you're going to have to kill him. And that becomes a whole thing. Fry's statement that, like, living in his closet or hiding in his closet and eating his turds was the best week of his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then when they go or when they're in the vet and they look at his teeth, like, they're all rainbow colored from the different turd capsules that mm -hmm. went in. Like, it's just like, oh, God, that's so, so foul. Well, that's, <laughs> that's how people that are like introverts and, and enjoying the quarantine, they're going to be like, they're going to look back on this time fondly where, they didn't have to pretend to be tired or cancel plans on anybody. You had to stay home. So there's a lot of people that would be like, oh, this is the worst time ever. But there's a lot of people that are like, oh, this is actually a really good time for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm. it's getting to me now. Like, it, there's definitely a cumulative sort of like, fuck, I'd like to just be able to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. But there's nowhere that's open or even the places that are open that I'd like to go. It's like, I'm not comfortable doing this shit yeah, yet. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's dumb. I don't want the servers to have to wear masks and I don't want to look at other people and judge because I can do that from home through the internet. Thank you. Social media. <laughs> um, when, when him and Lur go to escape on the bike and there's a, there's another turd line, like the turd lines in this just, just got me. But he's like, you, you don't, you don't look well. You're, you're sick. And he's like, not from the turds. Can I have another turd? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, Fry's Fry's 100% all in. And that's, that's the point where his teeth were all covered in them and just like, you know, candy coated turd teeth. Um, well, this is good God. What have you been eating them? And Jur says, uh, some stuff I made. <laughs> right. That was just beautiful. Um, <laughs> that thing, he's not just some ball of the skin ball full of love and a delicious red juice that I've been drinking every day. Like, oh, oh, that might explain why he's dying. He's getting drained like a vampire. But I was, I was sort of confused when fry theoretically actually dies on the vet table like, like was, was he just kind of passed out or something or was it you know did he actually get resurrected by bender's butt love i know i don't think he was dead i don't think they knew anything about humans yeah yeah okay yeah and then then you know he ends up surviving but it's like Everybody's got glowing butts, which 
I mean, that would be pretty cool. You don't, I don't see enough glowing butts out in the wild anymore. Maybe in the 90s at raves and stuff, you'd have like glowing butts, but mm-hmm. not anymore. Hmm. They never did. And thinking back, it's been a really long time since I saw E.T. Did, was there ever a point where like Elliot glue, glowed? Well, the, they, they did the finger yeah. thing. Yeah, right. But I don't know if Elliot glowed. No, no Elliot never glowed. Mm-hmm. Just just E.T. Not until he got kidnapped by the aliens and fire in the sky. And I'm going to be honest, uh, E.T. was never one of my movies. Like, I know a lot of people it love terrified it. Me. I, terrified me. I just, I, I just never... E.T. It, it, e. didn't seem, like, cute to me. So, Or, like, even, like, anything you'd want to help. Right, he just, he kind of just... As a very young kid, I'm like, this thing's ugly. It doesn't even move that well. How is it able to travel through space? This is like a foreskin with eyes. Like, what's going on? How's this frumpy thing moving around in in traveling through space? Doesn't didn't make sense to me. Yeah. It was too terrifying. E.T. is terrifying. It was the first time I heard the word penis breath, though. Which, which even to this day, I'm surprised still made it into a PG movie. But then again, PG-13 used to be like all boobs and fucks too. Like, I don't oh, well, know where that, sh- that shifted. I don't, I don't even think PG-13 existed when E.T. came out because the first PG-13 movie, I think, was like Red Dawn or Raiders or uh, Temple of Was Do- it Temple like of Doom? Doom? Yeah. Like those two were like amongst the first two that came out and were rated PG-13. So... You even had some boobs in PG movies like Sixteen Candles. Yeah, there was there there was some uh, because like yeah, it's about kids, but there's a little bit of boobs, but it'll be fine. I uh, it's, yeah, because it's like looking at boobs might kill you or spark a weird violent event or something. I I keep wanting to go back and revisit Dragnet the movie. It's I just like in that movie. It's it's uh it's not streaming anywhere, so I'd have to rent it. And I, I assume a lot of it will hold up just because it's ridiculous, but I also assume that it may not, it may just be nostalgia. Probably. But I, I, I mean, I definitely remember enjoying Tom Hanks' performance in that and Dan Aykroyd's. Um, that was a pretty good role for Dan Aykroyd because he was pretty, that, that, that role is pretty close to who he is. If you've ever seen him interact with fans, yeah, just rattle off data. Right, he's, he's that person. Talk about his crystal skull vodka made in Yeah, he's not super or like, you know, different uh, event. Like he he knows a lot about history. I think he's kind of an alien guy. Oh, like, oh yeah, absolutely yeah, absolutely an alien guy. He comes yeah. from a long line of alien people. His, I think, grandfather and father both like investigated like extraterrestrial life and stuff like that. Like he's. That's that's his whole paranormal thing. activity. So I think that's yeah. where Ghostbusters came from too. And yeah. when he starts talking about that stuff, he goes into straight robot mode and just like just kind of like lets all that stuff like spew out of his brain. And I I haven't seen Dragnet in twenty years, but I feel like that's kind of who his character was. Like he was the Yeah. Yeah. To, you know. Just the facts, ma'am. Yeah. But you also had Amal Muzz and the the pagan you know uh cult group 
doing the human sacrifice. Like it's it's all around. It's just silly. It's a silly and it's very eighties. Like they made yeah. a very eighties movie. So yeah, but Tom Hanks' character as as Pep Strebeck just had the pushed up, you know, Jerry Seinfeld mm-hmm. blazer and stuff. Like it's I don't know. I'll I'll find that, it. That was like four of his most like in like back to back to back. That was mm-hmm. who Tom Hanks was playing. So good for him for being able to break out of that and get some more serious roles because uh, I feel like that Turner and Hooch, uh, what's the other one? Punchline and yeah, uh, Bachelor Party. Yeah, I feel like those are all pretty much like almost the same exact character all through all of those, and even big to a certain extent. Yeah, even Splash yeah. too, almost. Mm. He, he was, which yeah, I he, love Splash. That's a great movie. And he and was the fun loving all American guy. Yeah. And so for him to be able to make that pivot from that to uh, like serious actor and like one of our most beloved actors is pretty impressive. Like that's like saying uh, like Ryan Reynolds making that move now. And I, and I think he could. Um, I, I wasn't at uh, Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia was the one that like pivoted him out of that into going to any role that he wants versus yeah just goofy fun guy. Yeah, probably. But I feel like there's a stepping stone one because like Joe versus the volcano, he's playing a little bit different role. And then uh, did Sleepless in Seattle. I'm trying to think of the timeline of all these different things. But he, he did some stuff that, where he wasn't quite as happy all the time. You've got mail. Yeah, but that's later. <laughs> all the all the Nora Ephron movies, you know. You the, got the, mail is just Sleepless in Seattle updated. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's fine. look, you find a winning formula, and if you're a winner, you just keep doing it because you like to win. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I said, so was anyone else weirded out with the very last scene? where Leela is like super excited to see Fry, not realizing he's been gone. And then she's telling him about this encounter they had in the closet where he was like a machine. Well, yeah, obviously it was Bender. Well, yeah, obviously it was Bender, <laughs> but like, you know, I, I don't know, maybe Leela is messed up or something, but that still adds these weird layers. Absolutely messed up. Yeah, because he's, number one, if she didn't realize that he was... A robot when that was going down then she was either completely incapacitated or something well that's that's kind of the whole thing with leela is she always thought that the way she looks is the reason that she drives men away but it has nothing to do with that it's, most, it's a lot more <laughs> to do with her how self-centered and like revenge driven and ego driven she is mm-hmm. it, or her singing yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. I, I mean, overall, this was fine. I, I enjoyed it. It was just, uh, you know, it it, it kind of took some turns, but whenever there's enough good Zoidberg lines, that can redeem some stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I, and maybe it says more about me than anything else that I, I enjoyed all the turd-eating references. I was going to say, I liked this episode a lot because of all the turd jokes. Mm-hmm. I like the turd jokes, and I love the Omicronians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, like... My favorite line in the whole episode, I think, is Hermes shouting 50505. What? Oh, stuttering Hermes. Beautiful. 
Um, well, okay. I, I think at the, at the beginning of the show, you mentioned that you started a new podcast, Bill. What else are you working on besides the Bill Squire show? Any, any stand-up dates coming up? Actually, I do. I have uh, the, the Funny Stops set up to do uh, social distancing. Oh, really? Okay, That's great. So I'm there June 18th through the 20th. Oh, that'll be cool. At the funny stop. So uh, no meet and greets or anything like that. It's going to, you know, it's, it's come in, wear a mask, please. And, uh, you know, enjoy the show. But it's, it's, I, I don't know what to expect. I mean, hopefully people are laughing, right? Yeah, I think so. What if somebody laughs silently? You won't know they're laughing because they have a mask on. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> we we nice. got your money. Yeah, yeah. You paid to get in. That's that's really what matters at the end of the day. This is this is a show for the economy to get the started. It's not about laughter. <laughs> yeah, the, that's. I, but I'm really putting a lot of like my heart and soul into the Bill Squire show. So I'd really appreciate people checking that out and and giving that a shot. Uh, you can search it on YouTube. It's on apple and spotify and stitcher and everything like that so uh listen to it but I, i'm doing a pretty large visual element too so i think that's uh probably the best way to uh absorb it cool so it, I, I mean do you you said you've had two episodes come out so far um you know what's what's your planned frequency for release and, and when can people expect it it's every monday and i, I do uh a couple different segments so like i'll have a comedian on that I like to spotlight and just kind of, you know, shoot the shit with them and, and talk about some stuff. Uh, first episode was my buddy, Matt Bergman. Second episode was uh, Chad Daniels. Uh, the third episode's a dude named Ben Palmer who does, uh, I share his. Oh own. God, he's hilarious. He's so I, he does these fake uh, like responses. Like he'll, he makes fake accounts of different brands and then. <laughs> Sorry, my computer decided to restart, apparently. Uh, he does these uh, fake accounts of different brands and then, like, finds people complaining about that brand or company or whatever and then replies to them as that company. And then the people, like, like I can't believe someone from Costco would reply this way. I'm never going there again. He's like, okay, that's fine because you weren't going to wear a mask anyway. Like, it's it, the way yeah. he's very, very funny. So it's Palmer Trolls on uh, Instagram, and we talk about that. And then uh, – I do interviews with uh, Instagram models and stuff like that to, to help for the Alan Cox show website. And then uh, just kind of have fun. Like my girlfriend's been a guest, my buddy, Marty, who's a comedian. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's like, it's kind of just whatever I want to do in, you know, in, in each segment's pretty short. So you can kind of watch and uh, enjoy like 15, 20 minutes with each, with each segment. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I, I will, I've got plenty of time to check things out these days. So that's the idea I, that people do that will get it. That will get into the queue for me. Cause yeah, I, yeah. I, especially like, I can't, I'm such a fan of Ben Palmer's stuff. And I, I, I didn't know, like he was from here originally. Right. But he's down in Atlanta now, maybe. Uh, he's in LA now. He's been in LA for the past four years. Okay. So that, that's why he's doing the city of Los Angeles pages yeah. and things. Yeah. I, it's it's just whenever he posts anything on Facebook that from those pages, like it's just, it's it's so maniacally brilliant, you know. Yeah, uh, he's 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 very funny. Uh, he's such a chill dude. It's it's a it's a great uh, 
platform for him to get his type of humor out there. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's great. So uh, go check out Bill's stuff. I mean, he's still doing Alan Cox. Yep. Um, da- daily, Monday through Friday, or is it? Uh, Friday. Yeah, we were, we've been on the whole time. Mm-hmm. See, Have you been essential- going to the studio the whole time? Yep. Oh, that's good. Yep. Essential services, man. Doing remote. We did, we did two episodes from my condo because we, they, someone was suspected of having the coronaviruses like very early on. And so they had to like clean the whole uh, building. But uh, ever since, and that was like back in March. So we, we've been going into the station. So my life has been pretty normal and I, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, it's I like I never stopped working, which is a little bit of a hassle at this point because I'm just burned out. But me too. <laughs> I'm, but I'm I'm glad that I didn't have to stop working and I was still yeah. able to get paid and all of that stuff. So yeah, I, you know, uh, my my girlfriend wasn't work. She just started back up working last weekend, and that uh, that time off, like the first week or two, I'm like, oh man, I'm jealous of that. And then when that 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 depression sets in that's when i was like oh i'm really glad i have some place to go just something to kill time for eight hours a day just to, you know or four hours a day or however long it's taking just yeah. like yeah it's it's just to eat up some time it turns out there's a lot of hours in the day mm-hmm. and, and, and sometimes yeah. they go really fast and sometimes they go really slow i know and it's then that time gets all messed up and you don't know what's going on and you wind up in Gary, Indiana, an hour mm-hmm. behind everybody else to know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> eating, eating Mexican food that you left out overnight, because that's what happened to me, too, in Gary, mm. Indiana. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like just the the ultimate recipe for intestinal distress. Like, leftover, non-refrigerated Mexican from... Gary, mm-hmm. and it, you know, t- tagging back to our old friends, the Roscoe brothers. You know what Gary means in Japanese? Diarrhea. So, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks so much for coming back on, Bill. We're glad to get you in under the wire on our last season. Thanks for having me. Um, we're still trying to figure out what we do at the end. We might try and like clusterfuck the whole thing and get every single guest that we can on one zoom session because that would be easy to manage yeah it sounds like a great idea yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um i'll be checking out your new show and uh spending my time in quarantine doing the same shit i have been so i guess what do we got slurpcast.com to go find all the episodes Email us at slurmcastpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram at slurmcastpod. YouTube. Facebook, YouTube. Um, write and review on your pod, for, pod platform of choice. Or like that nice guy a couple weeks ago, if you just want to say something nice to us directly, email us or text us or something. That, was, way, that, that was fine. That gentleman, which I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. Um, email him back. His schedule is not working out with what time we record so but if we can work Bummer. it out then we might might be able to get him on so we can, that a, that, we can record wednesdays at like eight seven o'clock eastern standard time that is <laughs> gary, gary indiana standard time 
Excellent. Oh, then, then the phone number, if it's still turned on, who even knows? 216-438-1077. We recently uh, got a one of those weird bullhorn nice. messages. So, yes. I think so, my uh, credit rating's going down. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we can fix this. Pitbull. Uh, oh, yeah. Really hitting the wall. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Well, we've we've made it through another one. We did it somehow. We're, we did it. Between computers crashing and all of that, we did it somehow. Running on fumes. We will get to the end. Uh, so we will be back soon, and and we'll send more stuff to your ears. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Cool. Bye. Bye. Bye.